ever thought about what it means to be free? Real freedom, true authentic freedom. It's not what others bestow on you. Life-changing freedom is within you and available to anybody that should believe it to begin living their best life in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, Kinetic Believers, and welcome back to another edition of the Stephen Kenyon Podcast. Glad you could join us. KineticBelief.com is the website. And greetings to you, Miss Megan. Greetings, sir. How is it today? It's it's good. Is it good? It is good. <laughs> I'm just checking in well. on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the inner Megan is very nice yeah. today. Well, are you purposing to adhere to a subjective reality for your thought forms today? Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> what are your subjective thought forms for today? My subjective thought forms for today. Hmm. My my first thought was uh, like just of like ice cream for some reason. Ice cream. <laughs> I don't know why. That's really funny. I guess it's just a great. <laughs> I think it's a good choice. Oh, I'd love for you to manifest some ice cream right now. <laughs> my subjective right now. reality always involves <laughs> ice cream. Excitement is in the air. We are getting ready to conduct a series of workshops beginning in Atlanta on March fourteenth. What? Yeah. Exciting. Pack your bag. 2020 is getting cranked up. Get your stuff out. Take your it. Pack your bag. Get your jean. You know, it's funny. The more that we travel, the more I realize I just shouldn't pack anything because I always buy clothes everywhere we go. So it's like shopping should just, you know, sort of happen as we go. Well, now you were saying yesterday (laughs) that you're going to just take workout clothes from now on. Well, you know, I'm really thinking about it because when I take a bunch of clothes with me, I never wear them. I buy new things and then it just fills up my suitcase and it's just insanity. You you actually do a really good job of just uh, minimalizing the mm. stuff that you're carrying around. You know, I always have been a real a real sucker for efficiency. I don't know what it is. Like when when I'm operating at a highly efficient level at life, I just there's nothing that agrees with my my vibration. That's why I just love you so much. Oh, thank you're you. You're so amazing. Well, you're so efficient. I love you too, Steve. Manifesting That's... ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a simple woman. I really am. Today we're going to awaken freedom. How about that? That's I pretty love cool. That awaken title. your freedom. Oof. Why is that important? Well, because without proper knowledge, you know what? Authentic freedom is one of the most difficult things to accomplish. Mm. You so, cannot do it. So you can't just go around going, I'm a free spirit. No, waving a flag won't do it. No. <laughs> I have the t-shirt. Yeah, that's yeah, not going to get okay. it done. The beginning to understanding freedom is to embrace not being false. That's it. I mean, in a nutshell, you've got to be authentic Mm. if you're going to start to pursue, enjoy, and inhabit freedom. I don't think there's anything more beautiful in this world than authenticity. When you really Mm, know someone and you see someone actively participating and living their authentic Mm -hmm. life as their authentic self. Amen, sister. There's nothing just better to look at, better to experience. Well, so somebody might be thinking, I want to be authentic. (laughs) But what does it mean to be false? 
See, now we got to get some information in order yes. to change, right? You went and did it. You asked the question. Now yep. we have to answer Well, it. we used to see what it means to be false, for example. And I'm, I'm using this example because I think most everybody has experienced it. Either they were the guilty party. Mm-hmm. Well, let's don't say guilt. There's no guilt in that. A shame. But the, no. No, but the, <laughs> no. maybe this was you. Let's say it that way. Yes. Or you knew somebody that was the new kid in school. Okay. You're sitting there in class. You got the same old kids you've been hanging around for years and the same faces. And all of a sudden, here comes the bright-eyed, shiny person that you've never seen before. And they come in and they sit down in the desk near you. It's a newbie. A brand new kid comes to your school. Perhaps you were in the eighth grade. You remember. Okay. The first thing that they do is try to fit in. Right. I mean, here you are, you're in, you're in a school somewhere on the East coast and this kid's from California, blonde hair, the whole deal. They surf and they come in and they, they have the surfers laugh and they got the surfers dialect and vernacular, (laughs) but they want to fit in. They adopt the, what are they doing? They're adopting the subjective beliefs to all the other kids in their new school. Sure. They change themselves as quickly as possible. However, they can do it so that they can do it according to the new environment. Now, why is that? Why do they want to fit in? <laughs> I'm laughing so I, I hard see that. <laughs> because I just have the most hilarious memory. Um, <laughs> I went to a private school for a few years growing up and this new guy came into school. He was in my class and um, it was very, you know, stuffed shirt, sort of private school, very uptight, right? Mm-hmm. And this kid comes in, and uh, he was not trying to fit in at all. And he comes in, and remember when the Abercrombie and Fitch shirts were very popular, mm-hmm. and it would say it across yeah. the top there? Right. Well, his looked like it said that, but it actually said, grab her booty and pinch. <laughs> <laughs> And this is like the first day of school. He was not trying to fit in in a private school, was he? No. I think he was like, this is my first and my last day. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, usually, well, that's that's an exception exception to the rule, okay? Now that I've told that. You're throwing a curveball. I know. Everybody wants to fit in, Megan. (laughs) It was just, that is such a strong memory from school because you can't believe someone just had the the gall to walk into your class wearing this. Poor kid. Poor guy. Well, actually, you know, I remember there were a couple of kids that came to uh, my school. I was in the seventh grade Uh and there was a children's home. Yeah. Not far away. And they brought some kids from the children's home. These were adopted. Well, no, they weren't adopted. They were kids that could be adopted. Sure. So they were in a children's home. Yeah. But they brought him in and um, there was this one guy, I remember how different he was, but he, and I think he was from California and somehow he ended up in this this school or this home. Mm -hmm. But I remember him wearing this it had a big belt buckle on his belt, but he, he wore it so that the buckle was on the, his hip and not in the front. And I, and we were like, that's different. He's probably some famous designer now. Well, I think it was just a, a few weeks and we were all wearing our belt buckles on our Oh, abs- on that's our how it goes. No, well, that's a good point. So that's a great point. So the conforming can be by the person the, other way. Ah, the coming in or mm. the kids at school trying to fit in with the new kids. People so, just want, is. they want to be approved of. And that's usually the problem that, that begins yes. all of this. That kid, the person is not free. Anybody that's trying to conform mm-hmm. to fit in, you're actually not free. Being false is, is uh, not freedom. No. Not being false is beginning, is the beginning to freedom. Mm-hmm. 
Remaining consistent with your chosen kinetic beliefs in all of your actions, according to your beliefs, that is what freedom is. Consistency. Authenticity like you're talking about. It's a beautiful thing to be admired. Conforming to others' expectations is one form of just giving up the genius of your identity. You know, the kid, if he came, came in and he's immediately conforming, whoever that is, maybe it was you, giving up your freedom is the thing that you're giving up. Look, in a world that competes for winners and for losers, people that are trying to conform rather than create are the ones that are giving up their own authenticity, their genius. They're conforming. They're, they're not considering what makes them different, and they're looking for commonality instead. Well, and I have to say that as, as we become more enlightened, every time we do a podcast, you know, that evolution is pushed further down the road. We're more enlightened. I realize more and more that so many of the things that we're overcoming are in deeply biological because I think the, the desire to fit in, it comes from biology. It comes from this innate knowing that to to sort of survive as a as a being on this planet you need to be part of a group and you need to stay part of the group and you need to fit in with the group um and so it's interesting to talk about these things because in order to overcome something that's deeply biological you do have to be very aware of it and aware of what it means and what it can cause in your life and i just love those topics well and the word that you were continuing to use there the word need is something that Um, is misunderstood as well. There is a need that must be satisfied when someone is not, has not purpose to fall in unconditional love with themselves. We all want approval. And if you don't have self-approval, unconditional love for self, then you're going to look for that approval from other people. In other words, you can now underscore the word need. Mm -hmm. You need to be approved of because you're not approving of yourself. You haven't, you don't know who you are. You are under a sense of condemnation. And so that, that feeling of guilt can only be satisfied through meeting that need of approval from other people. And because there's this brokenness, this a domino effect, the people you're wanting approval from are also needing it and seeking it because we're all so screwed up and no one seems to be approving of themselves. So it's a domino effect and you get in line and now everybody is tapping mm-hmm. each other. I approve of you. I approve of you. I approve of you. And it goes down the line and everybody's screwed up as a result of that. I really love what you're describing. This idea of being self-sufficient emotionally and physically and mentally and in every possible area you're being self-sufficient so you don't need it from anywhere else self-sufficient in that unconditional love for self you have approved of yourself only because you know who you are you know what makes you different and you've embraced that you've you've recognized what all of those uh articles of faith are, the convictions that you have from your genius of purpose. But that's the problem is in a world that competes for winners and for losers that compete for the prize. And there's always somebody that's missing out because somebody's taking, it's a, a just a constant wrestling match for the trophy. In a world that is set up like that, you've got everybody trying to conform. I want to be approved of so that I too can partake of the prize. This is such a cool title, Awaken Your Freedom. It gives you, because the word awaken, it gives you the sense that there's some sort of sleeping lion on the inside of you that just needs to be woken up and activated. Mm, There's an avatar. There's a lion. There's a tigress. There's on the inside of everybody, that genius of purpose. There's a Mm. superhero inside of everyone. And that's exactly right. We're all co-equal creators. 
creators, creative creators with a genius of purpose that came into the natural to experience that, not only for self, but so that others can benefit from you being who you're supposed to be. Do you think that freedom means different things to different people, or is this concept something that's going to to roughly be the same for everyone. Freedom means different things to different people. You know, we're in a world of subjective realities. And so people have their different definitions for different things. Like we started off by saying it's not necessarily running around waving any particular flag of a nation. No, we're talking about a specific kind of freedom today. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a, the strategic kinetic believer, for example, the one successfully living within their purposeful commitments to be free, Understand that the most valuable asset that you possess for finding others who will celebrate and champion you is to be authentic to your differences, free to be authentic to who you are, free because you're unencumbered by the expectations and by the judgments and by the opinions and thoughts of other people. You're not trying to win favor. You're not trying to become part of a a clan. You're not trying to become part of a faction. So we're talking about making friends. The best way to find those friends is to be gregarious in who you really are. But here's the thing. There's sadly marriages, relationships that don't work because one or both in the partnership haven't embraced their authentic self. They've never felt free to do that. They've tried to conform to the expectations of what they either were told or they just uh, falsely believed the other one would expect from them. So they're not being their authentic self. And that, that's one of the problems, you know, people will run into that that um, get married in a hurry without ever experiencing each other uh, through natural life and, and experiences. For example, things like not taking off your makeup or not fully speaking your mind or sharing your opinions. You know, here your fiance's here, Megan, knock, knock. There's someone at the door. Oh, it's the guy you've been dating for three years that asked you to marry him last summer. And you're like, hold on, don't let him in. I don't have on any makeup. <laughs> well, where's the authentic you? You don't even know who you are. And I'm, <laughs> I'm picking on you because I can. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm here. And, and you don't do that. <laughs> but I'm just saying that people are fearful mm-hmm. of being them tr- their true self. Well, and, and you mentioned speaking your mind. And that's a big one because a lot of us, we don't like to rock the boat. We don't like to, you know, we we have this, uh, you know, premonition almost that somebody, something we say is going to upset someone. And you diminish yourself when you're not speaking your mind. someone, right. I really like what you just said um, a moment ago. You said um, that you're going to form a commitment to freedom. And then you also talked about the marriage thing. So those those two topics sort of gave me this this image of committing to freedom. Um, We we love to watch a show called Anne with an E. Mm -hmm. And it's really, Mm -hmm. it's it's derivative of Anne of Green Gables. They're Mm -hmm. really nice books. But I loved an episode where she just kept saying that she's like, I don't need a boyfriend. She was so cute. I don't need a man. She said, I'm a, I'm the bride of adventure. And, uh, but it just made me think, goodness, we need to be the spouse of the, the committed to freedom mm-hmm. in that yes. intimate of a way mm-hmm. in that, in that committed of a way. Again, it's going back to embracing yourself, the authentic self. And so that you're not fearful of speaking your mind or sharing your opinions, have your opinions. And those are, those should be celebrated, but they never will be. Mm -hmm. If you are fearful of celebrating your own opinions yourself, all of these things are just signs that, you know what, you're not able to let your partner see who you are for who you really are out of fear, your fear of not being approved of, um, relationships with anybody. 
they are burdensome and they will not last if it's hard to fully express yourself. And it's interesting, too, because when you do get a hold of, of this idea that not only am I going to express myself, but I am 100% okay if you don't like what I say, that becomes almost addictive. You know, you, you start to let your flag fly, so to speak, more than ever with this anticipation of any any response it's just irrelevant. And you know something that's really interesting as well when you talk about not being able to uh, fully express yourself with other people mm-hmm. is that actually those that find it hard to fully express themselves with others, the truth is, is that they aren't expressing themselves in love with themselves. Right. They aren't going off somewhere by themselves with an ability to actually be honest with self. So not only is the are you being dishonest and not authentic with other people, but you're not being authentic with self. We were speaking with a young lady the other day who was trembling or fearful at the thought of being honest and in having the freedom to do that with herself. Yeah, she because yeah. you're you are people that are relating that way in an inauthentic way with others. They are also being dishonest with their own thoughts about self. And they are looking at themselves through the lens of somebody else. So the inner conversation, <laughs> right. the dialogue that you're having within, you're pinging that off of as, as though you know, you're having it with a, an imaginary person that's not in the room. And I know that how often is it that uh, maybe somebody listening, you're driving down, you're going to a meeting across town and, and you're by yourself. You're driving across town. What are you doing all the way over there? You're having a conversation with a person that you're not have that's not there with you. That's universal. And yeah. and so they say this and you say that and well I'm going to tell them this and they'll say it this way and then I'm going <laughs> to give them a piece of my mind. And you by the time you get down there, you're all stirred up and you're expecting some probably a negative circumstance, a negative confrontation to happen and this person hasn't even <laughs> they seen usually you yet. they usually say, uh, "Oh, I didn't realize I did that. My bad. I'm sorry." It's over. (laughs) You're like, wait a minute. I had a whole speech. So, yeah. But that's what happens. with You've got to learn to be, first of all, fearlessly able to uh, have the freedom to have honest conversations with yourself. Ask yourself questions going back relating to your original purpose for being here in the natural. Why are you here? What makes you different? Because, look, if your partner in life doesn't like the real you, well, it's first of all, understand it's better to know that now than later. Hmm. Take your makeup off. (laughs) Give them a piece of your mind. (laughs) Tell tell them what you really think. Share your opinions with someone that you really care about so that, and guess what? I think you're going to be surprised at what happens next because demanding the freedom to be authentic to your unique identity preserves you for enjoying your partner in life and every other relationship with friends. Start over with yourself. Be alone long enough to be you, like you, love you. Every moment together with others will be a joy rather than some type of a burden. Life becomes laborious when human beings masquerade as something that they're not. You know, I speak with so many who feel trapped by family and relatives and parents and just boxed in. But the issue is that no one else will ever grant you your freedom for you. Bestowed freedom to be authentic to your own personal genius of identity, it can only come from you. You are the one who must decide to take up the mantle of freedom. People who tend to micromanage their lives 
you know, they'll also carry the strategy of micromanagement into their relationships. I mean, for example, don't overreact in efforts to manage difficult relationships. And I will see this all the time, especially with people that have, have managed their own calendars. And, it, you know, they're going to do this, 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 and this, and it's going to work out this way. It's so one-sided if you are not careful and you start micromanaging relationships. For example, don't overreact in efforts to manage difficult relationships. Here's the thing, and a lot of people will have, for example, maybe a coworker that they're struggling with. And so all the way down to the office today, they're, they're scheming and planning on what they're going to do in order to be manipulative in that relationship. They're going to micromanage a relationship. Look, managed expectations, it is appropriate to freedom, but not the management of difficult relationships. For example, the parts of relationships that are in agreement and in harmony, they're often destroyed while people try to weed out the negative. Great communication, open and honest communication is absolutely harmonious with unconditional love and freedom. I really love what you said that no one's going to give you freedom. You have to be the one to, I think you said, take up the mantle of freedom, to activate it within yourself. That's such a good thing for us to remember. Stop looking around for other people to, you know, roll out your own red carpet. You have to do this for yourself because you love yourself. That's one of the biggest strongholds that people run up against when they start trying to uh, own their freedom is they've sought permission for everything else. And so it seems counterintuitive to them to be able to put the demand on freedom for themselves without it being granted. So you take up that mantle and you take it upon yourself. You bestow yourself Mm -hmm. with freedom and the ability to be free. You know, an interesting uh, sort of characteristic of of people that I've known that that pursue um, sort of this facade, they they don't have that freedom activated in their lives, is that they're always, they always seem to be chasing a certain... Uh, outlook for for people to see them as perfect and typically those people also have a very difficult time apologizing people with authenticity and freedom will give you an apology and an I'm sorry faster than you've ever heard one because they're okay with messing up and so I find myself wondering you know what role does uh, achieving trying to achieve perfection play in this and how do we overcome that that desire for people to wanting people to think that we're perfect wanting people to think that we have it all together wanting people to think that we never mess up and that we're just perfect in every area because it seems like that's that's going to be a huge stumbling block to achieving freedom it is and you know the first thing you have to do is to go back to the understanding that in a world where creative creative people create Creative creators create. There's so many creatives in there. Creative creators create. We're not competing. In a competitive world, we're achieving. In a creative world, we're creating. In other words, we are attracting and we are creating and we are advancing our mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion. We are becoming prosperous. We're becoming healthy. It's becoming us. We're not trying to become something. It actually is becoming us. Mm. Uh, We are transforming into these things that we're desiring. In other words, we realize that we are one with all. And so as we attract those things and imagine to be those things, we're not trying to achieve anything. Achievement means I've got to achieve it. I've got to do a certain thing in order to have a certain thing. Mm. And that's in the competitive world. 
And and going back to your other question, you were talking about apologies and trying to achieve uh, the favor of people and um, trying to achieve a certain standing with people according to their expectations. When you enable negative qualities and characteristics by participating with those negative qualities in other people, in other words, the expectations that somebody has for you to um, operate in a certain way around them, what you're doing is you're aligning yourself with the negative source energy, and then that becomes you. So anytime we're measuring our own place in this universe by looking around at other people, be it with an expectation for them to act or react in a certain way, then we are aligning ourselves with a negative source energy by measuring ourselves to something that's fallible, and it becomes us. In other words, kinetic belief can be understood by understanding that like attracts like. What this means is that whether we realize it or not, we are responsible for bringing both positive and negative influences into our lives. No one else has that authority or power unless we give it to them. No one. Nobody. No acquaintance, no parent, no family, no friend, nobody at all. Not, not a teacher, not your best friend, not the president of whatever country you live in. Every living, breathing, creative creator is a co-equal manifested uh, uh, individual with the authority and power to attract both positive and negative circumstances into their lives. So a key part of kinetic belief is understanding that where you place your meditative imagination is going to have a profound impact on what happens to you. For example, if you spend your day your days just languishing in regrets about the past or fears of the future, then you're going to see more negativity sourced circumstances appearing in your life. If you're having regrets about anything or fears about the future, if you look for the positive, dynamic, dramatically wonderful in every experience, and whatever, you just look for the best qualities in everything in life, then you're going to see positivity more than enough. Increase, peace, happiness, health, friends, prosperity surrounding you all the time, everywhere you go. But look at it this way. Kinetic believers mastering the universe around them. They have the freedom to take control of how their future develops, shaping it however they choose to shape it. They're mastering the universe around them. They're masters of the universe on purpose. But you cannot straddle the positive and negative fence and do it successfully. Most people try to do that. Well, what does that look like? You're making exceptions. You're making excuses. You're reasoning and you're, you're uh, being rational. In other words, rationalizing your articles of faith is to consider the arguments of opposing subjective beliefs. Somebody comes in and says, well, I don't think you should be doing that thing that way. I don't think that perhaps what you've determined your purpose to be is actually going to be the best thing for you. So to conform your located original genius of purpose with that of somebody else's subjective belief regarding your personal genius, the essence of the advancing life is going to be stopped wherever you started to consider an opposing viewpoint. 
you're not going to be advancing beyond that point anymore. So what happens? You're double-minded and you're going in that circular circular pattern of life again. It is amazing how you can really get into uh, that flow that you just described of going through every single day, protecting your identity, protecting that authenticity, because it's not that the opinions of others subside that will be coming at you all the time for the rest of your life. It's that you know how to deal with them and you, and you have enough self-esteem and enough trust in self and love for self to maintain your thought forms and what you know and what you've, the decisions that you've already made for yourself. Um, something else that you said a while back that I thought was really cool is when we were talking about overcoming that desire to, to portray perfection, perfectionism, to portray, you know, perfection. Um, I love that you really gave us the sense that what is perfect when you redefine the idea that you can't screw up, you can't mess up when you're a creative being. Exactly. So you are perfect. You're already in that exactly. perfect place. Yes. And society's definition or the, right. or, or that false definition mm-hmm. of perfectionism falls away with the facade as well, which I think is really beautiful and very, a very cool concept. You're not trying to become, you are. Mm-hmm. And what you are, what you are doing by by uh, embracing the authentic self, imagining yourself as you your highest viewpoints for thought forms has created in that place of freedom to do that, unencumbered by the expectations of others. What you're doing is you're unbecoming every negative source of influence, every negative thing that you've adhered to in your life, going back to the original genius of your purpose. The essence of the advancing life, the successful one that's built up in freedom of expression, it requires positive source energy, not only in your alone, quiet time in meditation, but your incubated sphere of enlightenment that must be carried with you just like it's a torch. Mm-hmm. You leave the house carrying this torch of enlightenment, this and it's an incubated sphere of influence that you're carrying with you. And you choose who you whom you give access to to that core of essence of who you are. You're protecting it and you're carrying that like it's a torch. And you see positive source energy as that torch to be carried everywhere you go, everywhere you go. And you let it light the way for your steps. What what it does is it represents your unencumbered free self to attract your best life. The truth of authenticity is that when when somebody proves that they're willing to be honest and open and speak with the integrity of authority, regardless of the seemingly short-term consequences, I don't care what it's going to cost me, because it's not going to cost me anything as long as I'm remaining free in my authenticity to be that. The wonderful thing is, is that other people, and I watch this, they'll actually appreciate, honor, and accept you far more easily by being authentic mm-hmm. than being uh, false and this false thing that's presenting itself to be received. Here are vital keys to remaining free in your authenticity. Allow all other people to have their unique viewpoints for life. Allow them to have their, their own subjective realities. To say what they want to say, reality is subjective according to experiential knowledge. Okay, you're not experiencing life. In the, you're not wearing the shoes of somebody else. So let them have their experiences and to define them as such. Strife, anger, disagreement, all of those things, they arise when people expect other people to act from the knowledge that they have, the perspective that they've gained, or the objectives that they've embraced for living. Allow others to live by their own subjective realities. I was counseling with a newlywed couple. 
and this was, oh gosh, 10 years ago, I guess, who were always trying to have the upper hand over each other regarding their own personal opinions. <laughs> argue, argue, Competition. argue. Competition. And he would say it's raining hard. And she would say, no, it's not hard. It's steady, but it's not hard. She would say, it's cold outside. And he would say, 30 degrees isn't cold. 15 degrees is cold. She would say, uh, it was just always back and forth. A personal opinion is a person's subjective reality. Let them have it. Celebrate it. If, yes. if somebody thinks 60 degrees is cold, then celebrate that. <laughs> You've got your own subjective reality and embrace that. Don't change yours to meet theirs. Mm. Just be in agreement that, you know what, the way that you are seeing reality is beautiful. And I love you for that. And the way that I subjectively observe and measure reality around me, the objective reality that there is, is beautiful according to me. And so you want to be in communion and in, in contact and in relationship with people that are celebrating, championing, and edifying your version of a subjective reality around you. That's freedom. You know, earlier you gave us the example that this freedom, it's going to be like a torch. It's going to be a torch that you ignite and then you carry with you throughout really the rest of your life. It's, it's, uh, it's, you're bonded to it in this very real way. Um, but what I love about that is that it really combats the society's idea that you will be, um, happy you will you will be a success when you reach a certain plateau and you're giving this us the sense that the moment that we acknowledge what you're saying the moment that we acknowledge that we are going to be authentic and put our mind to that then we are it's not off in the distant future we don't need to walk some narrow difficult path to get there but it's it's in the acknowledgement and it's in the like you said at the beginning the commitment to be free and to live in freedom and I just I just love that because everything good we want to do there's usually some sort of horrible 12-step plan (laughs) to achieve it Mm -hmm. and this is as simple and as real as igniting it while you're listening to this podcast I love that right now wherever you are whatever age you are you are successful the moment you look within to embrace and fall in love with the essence of who you really are. And and you're free to do that, unencumbered by the expectations of anybody else. Guess what? You're now successful. Mm-hmm. You have, in, in a competitive world's definition, uh, achieved success. Yes. The creative creator has has become successful. You, you become, you are healthy. You don't become it. You are that. You are wealthy. You are successful. You are love. And it does seem like it's going to require a little getting your back up and and being determined and have a doggoneness to to not move off of your freedom and to not give that up. Yeah, and in every area, yeah, you get your back up. Successful kinetic believers also understand that you know what emotions will always lead you away from attracting your best life. Yes. For example, when decisions, when you make decisions and they're made while emotions are dominating your thoughts, they will cause a person to spiral their life in directions that they never intended to go. (laughs) And you don't know how in the world you got there, but there you are. There's a story of a a guy, he's he's backing out of a parking lot. He's in a brand new car. And uh, another car comes along and just runs right into the side of him. So he jumps out of the car and he says, um, he goes over and says, look what you did to my car. And the guy said, well, I'm sorry. I, I apologize for running into it. I, I don't care if you're sorry. Look what you did to my car. And he, he starts acting like Guido. I can't believe you hit my car. This is my new car. And he, he rears back and he pops the guy right in the mouth, hits him, punches him right in the mouth. 
And so the police come. And the guy fought and presses charges. And so the police take this guy who back, was backing out of the parking lot, and they take him and put him in jail. Well, because he's now been arrested and put in jail, he loses his job because he didn't make it to work on time. The wife can't believe it. You lost your job and you're in jail? Well, that's the last straw. I'm leaving you. So the wife leaves him. He's out of work, doesn't have a job. Now his, his wife has left him and his car's wrecked. And he's sitting there in jail going, what happened? He was led by his emotions. Everything was just fine, and he made an emotional decision. He had to go to Target. Had to, <laughs> he should have should have let somebody else drive. You're right. Whatever. A person, look, a person that can control their emotions can accomplish and attract anything in life. Mm-hmm. There's something about wanting to fit in, to be loved and approved of by others, that causes creative creators to turn from their own kinetic beliefs in favor of others' opinions. Understand that kinetic believers are disciplined in moving toward what they are attracting by remaining steadfast in their beliefs. Purposeful kinetic believers, they journal their subjective viewpoints and their thought forms while gratefully imagining to have what they already received. Kinetic believers, they're journaling those highest viewpoints at all times, attracting those desires. Control your life and your thoughts and your ideas and beliefs and meditate to be free from urges to control other people. That's freedom. Because when you do this and you do it consistently, your life truly becomes your own. And you'll be able to successfully attract and advance and manifest anything that you should ever desire. And that is freedom. Albert Camus is a French philosopher, said that freedom is nothing but a chance to be better. That's all it is. And that's what, that's what success is. It's always becoming better, a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday. Becoming it by attracting it. Becoming it by looking within and embracing the authentic self. Free to do that, unencumbered by the expectations or the desire to win the approval of somebody else. And the only way to do that when you are considering and measuring yourself up against other people is to be false. Freedom is nothing but a chance to be better. Every day of your life, you have a choice. You get to decide who you want to be and how you'll be. All you have to do is imagine a world, your world, authentic and true to your subjective beliefs in order to be the best version of yourself. And it is if you believe it is. It's actually a place where you're moving forward and enjoying this expanding full life. But you have to agree with your original purpose to enjoy the freedom of being you. Your life is actually already filled with freedom. That's the cool thing. It's already filled with happiness. You already have all of that joy on the inside of you. Wealth, good health, all of that. But here's the deal. You have to agree with that. If you want freedom, you have to choose to be free. Kinetic believers are progressive journalists, and they keep a belief log book in order to stay on their best course for freedom. And they replace the negative source energy by attracting their best desires. Purposeful journalists continue to reach new heights and new adventures, new vistas, new experiences. Kinetic believers, they, they speak differently. And you'll see that when you come to one of our Mastering the Universe workshops. They carry themselves differently. And they act differently. They are peculiarly happy. Why? Because they have become one with their free selves. They're full of joy and their health is fantastic. Not because they become joyous, not because they become prosperous, not because they are trying to become healthy. No, no, that's not it. It's because they are joyous. They are prosperous. They are health, good health. It has become them. 
Say this out loud. Just say, I think about all of life. I think about all of life. With unconditional love. With unconditional love. All is as it should be. All is as it should be. So all is well. So all is well. I unconditionally love myself and all others. I unconditionally love myself and all others. I don't have unconditional love. I don't have unconditional love i am unconditional love (laughs) gotcha i am unconditional love i don't have it i don't have it i am it i am it i am made perfect i am made perfect so i choose to unbecome all that is not perfect so i choose to unbecome all that is not perfect i am not moved by judgments i'm not moved by judgments opinions opinions likes likes dislikes dislikes choices choices subjective beliefs subjective beliefs i love others as they are i love others as they are and not as i would choose them to be and not as i would choose them to be i'm not moved by rumors of war I'm not moved by rumors of war. Famine or disease. Famine or disease. I am not moved by fear. I'm not moved by fear. I am moved to attract my best life. I am moved to attract my best life. By progressively journaling. By progressively journaling. In the freedom to advance my mind. In the freedom to advance my mind. Body and soul. Body and soul. Ah, there it is. Ah, there it is. Ah, there it is. Ah, there it is. That's it, but that's totally it. That's how you awaken your freedom. Mm. Be free to uh, to embrace yourself. And be free to be authentic. Love yourself enough to expect others to do the same. Yes. I have to say, when you get a hold of this and you actually start going in and out of every single day with that freedom by your side, it it is so satisfying and it feels so good. And there's just, there's, there's literally nothing better because... It's, it's, you're so proud of yourself, right? I mean, to, to put it simply, you're just incredibly and deeply proud of who you are and who you've become and what you've achieved. Not a greater affection than to be proud of yourself. Yeah. And and yeah. I was just going to say, I really love too, that you connected the journal to this because my favorite thing from the podcast today was that freedom is a torch that you're igniting. And really that's something that you're doing every single day. And so those journal entries and, and keeping that logbook, that's going to be almost like you're igniting that, that torch of freedom every single day or morning or, or whenever you're journaling. It'd be a cool imagination to see yourself as Lady Liberty and you're yeah. walking around. You, you've you cloaked yourself with your purpose and that torch you're carrying is your freedom and yes. you and that is your persona everywhere you go and you are protecting that. Yeah. You're protecting it because you're in love with that. You, you embrace your authenticity. It's the perfect analogy because what good like jungle adventure movie doesn't have someone with like a torch leading the way you know yeah, so and isn't that so life cool. yeah. life is that big adventure that awesome. you're going to need your freedom for if you'd like to comment on today's podcast kinetic belief at stephencanyon.com and while they're perusing around you can grab your copy your own copy of the 100 day kinetic belief manifesting guided journal i guide you for 100 days every day is different every day is unlike the last one because you're on a linear pursuit yeah. to begin living your best life That's available on the website. Also, the quickest way to locating your purpose for life is my purpose workbook. You can grab a copy of that while you're there. You can print it. Print it uh, just right off your Yeah, you can print it or you can use it on your iPad or your iPhone, which is also really cool. And somebody actually wrote in about that recently and and they used the word identity, that it helped them find their identity. And I thought that was so cool that that they're pairing the, the idea of finding that true authentic self in the purpose workbook. Yeah, Megan's packing her bag, so check out the events page while you're there as well. We'll see you in Atlanta, then we're on to Dallas. 
Austin, Texas, Houston, yes. Arizona, and then into San Diego, up and then up the West Coast. And Phoenix as well, on the way out Correct. there. Uh, kineticbelief.com has all that good info. And shoot us an email if you have any additional comments or questions. Okay. You have a dinner date. With who? Your five-year-old niece. Oh, I do. I forgot. You guys are playing dress up. Yes. So excited. I'll show we're going. <laughs> I know you do. We have a lot of fun. fun. Well, I'll see you again uh, tomorrow. Yeah, see you then. Thanks, all as right. usual, sure. for all the wisdom. Bye.